Praise the Lord, saints. I'm Pastor Andre Matthews with my wife, Janet Matthews of Truth Ministries out of Bolingbrook, Illinois. To learn everything about us, go to our website at www.truthministries.info. We are here at WCKG 1530 AM and 102.3 FM out of Elmhurst, Illinois, every Sunday, live, 830 to 9. Join us. Until then, enjoy the show. Praise the Lord, saints. We are live. I'm Pastor Andre Matthews of Truth Ministries here at WCKG 1530 AM, 102.3 FM. We're here every Sunday morning at 830 to 9. Here with me at WCKG is my beloved wife, Janet Matthews. Other seed fell upon good ground and brought forth fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. So therefore, when we hear the word of God, which is a seed, that is, when we come into the church and we hear the word of God, that is, Jesus was God, or Jesus was the Son of God, or Jesus was all Son, all man, all God, that is contrary to the word of God and known as corruptible seed here. So therefore, when we go to the day of Pentecost and see the truth about Acts chapter 2, and 22, lining up with scripture, the day of Pentecost, when Peter gave his word, he said, Ye men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man, a man approved of God by signs and miracles and wonders, that which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. So therefore, when Jesus was a man whose natural father was David, that is incorruptible seed because that lines up with the scriptures of Acts chapter 2. You would also find that in Acts chapter 2, 29, Peter, who was the first pastor of the first church of Jesus Christ, 29, men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, King David, that he is both <clears throat> dead and buried, his sepulchers with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his longings, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit upon the throne. He seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. So therefore, this is telling us that the first time Jesus was birthed on this earth, he was birthed from the seed, which in Greek means sperma. So Jesus was not of the lineage of David, as we've been taught in Christianity. Jesus was the actual son of David. How did God do that? He is God. We also have to go more into that lesson about how God actually did it. We can go to Isaiah and show you. Quite frankly, you have to go into the Old Testament and go back to 2 uh, Samuel, about 7, 12 through 14, where the prophet Nathan came to King David and told him, from out of thy bowels will come a child, and I'm going to sit on your throne through one of your children. That's um, paraphrasing between 1 Chronicles uh, 17, and then Second uh, Samuel and seven twelve, but we have a teaching on that on YouTube. 
YouTube.com, search The Men of God, 1962. So we have two very popular teachings on YouTube, Jesus, the Son of David, not the Son of God, and Christ, the Son of God, not the Son of David. The key to the mystery is that Jesus and Christ were two separate beings that became one. Now, I have uh, linked in with over almost a thousand preachers, and all of them say the same thing about Jesus. When I asked them the same question, was Jesus God or the Son of God, all of them say he was either God or both all Son, all God, all men, which is corruptible seed. When you are taught that, that Jesus was God or the Son of God or all men, all God, that's a seed planted in your heart. When you confess and believe in your heart this corruptible seed, you get an unclean spirit called the spirit of error, which is the spirit of iniquity. That's why you feel a born-again experience, but you don't realize that Satan and the devil got two different sides. That's because he's called evil and darkness, sin and iniquity. Uh, God said, I give you power to trade over serpents and scorpions. He got two categories. There's two sides to the devil and Satan. If you go to Revelation 12, and seven, eight, nine, it tells you the devil and Satan was cast out of heaven to deceive the whole earth, the whole world. In Isaiah 53, he says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. Now, Christ is a spirit. Jesus is the soul. What Christians cannot see is that in between the man Jesus, as scripture said in Acts chapter 2, 22, Peter said he was a man. When you're in Christianity and baptized into the spirit of error, you're blinded because the spirit of error keeps you in the carnal mind. Your mind has not been transformed into the mind of Christ. So therefore, whoever the... the the carnal mind is the enemy of God. It can't know the things of the spirit. That's why Jesus told the disciples, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth them not. So therefore, once you've been baptized, confessed and believed, this seed that Jesus was God or Jesus was the son of God or Jesus was all son, all God or all man, you receive corruptible seed, then you're born again of the flesh. And that's why Romans 9 and 8 says, these that are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. Then you baptize into the covenant of Abraham through Ishmael, which is flesh. We got the three major religions that are baptized into the covenant of Ishmael, which is flesh. This is the beginning of a tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Notice the tree of knowledge of good and evil that's Satan's tree that God told Adam and Eve not to eat thereof because there are two sides. There's a way unto man that seems righteous unto him, but in the end there are ways of destruction. So therefore, the soul, which was the man, Jesus, that died on Calvary. When you hear the Christian teaching that says God put on a body and hung up on a tree, that's error. It was a man, Adam, that messed up as a living soul. It had to be a man, Jesus, who was a soul to clean it up. He couldn't have been the son of God. 
It couldn't have been the Spirit of God who is the Christ. It had to be the man, the lamb, the man that gave his life for mankind who died for our sins. Scripture tells you, Isaiah 53 and 10, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Verse 11, he shall see the travail of his soul. Your mind, will, and emotions is the soul. That's you and I that needs to be saved. Jesus was a soul. He had a natural father. He had a sin nature, which is called the body of sin. In Greek, it's known as the soma body. Everything we do in that soma body is Satan's domain. That's the body that Adam and Eve walked into when they disobeyed God and ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which God told them don't eat of. The Bible said their eyes were opened. That sin nature of the old man was birthed. Once we are sinners, we have a spirit, an evil spirit. Spirits are trained angels, according to Hebrew and seven. Hebrew one and seven. You and I are not spirits. You and I are souls that spirits dwell in us. James said, no man can live on this earth without a spirit. Spirits are angels. The spirits are the programmers to the soul. I tell parents this, especially women, all the time. Your child and all of us are born with an unclean spirit. And the women get angry, and I say, okay, why do you have to teach your child to do good? Who's teaching him to do wrong? I was just at a birthday party yesterday. The kid, no, no, no. But the parents saying, yeah, 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 but who's teaching that child to disobey? The sin nature, the body, the soma body being led by the spirit of error. So once we receive this lie, it's corruptible seed. It goes into our heart because she had a free will to choose. But we come into the church not knowing truth. So therefore, we're born again of the flesh. But Jesus told Nicodemus, that which is born of flesh must be, uh, is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. So therefore, there are two born agains. There are two of everything. Let's go to Peter, First Peter 1 and 23. 22, seeing ye have purified your souls, you're not a spirit. Even though a lot of preachers say, when I asked them, are you a soul or a spirit? Most preachers said, I am a spirit. I was a dead spirit, now a live spirit. That is not scripturally sound doctrine. Peter says, 1 Peter 1, 23, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit, capital S spirit. Unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with pure heart fervently. First Peter 1.23, being born again, not of corruptible seed. Being born again, not of corruptible seed. Because the first time you were born again of corruptible seed, you were taught that Jesus was God, or Jesus was the Son of God, or Jesus was all Son, all man, all God. But Peter said, being not being born again, not of corruptible seed, 
but incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and bideth forever. So now you have to be retaught the truth that Jesus was a man whose natural father was David, was King David. How did God do that? No, there was no sexual intercourse involved. But the Bible keeps telling you the soul. He tells you how he did it in Acts 2, and I believe it's 29 and 30. Peter's telling you the word. He says, 29, Acts 2 and 29. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, his sepulchres with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, loins according to the flesh, what comes out of your loins according to the flesh. Yes, there is a seed that come through the lineage of David that could be the soma body or the body of sin. But the spirit, which was Christ, came directly, was planted in the womb of Mary with the soul that was birthed through the loins of David <clears throat> to one of his wives when he walked this earth. The soul went into paradise. God raised the soul up and planted the soul of Jesus, the child of David, the actual son of David that come through his loins, planted it in the virgin womb with the Christ as his spirit, wrapped the body of the man, the child, in the womb of Mary. The Bible says the Son of God was made of a woman, so he had a sin nature. So therefore, Jesus being our example, on the cross, he said, Eli, Eli, Sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That was the soul of the man crying out. That was not the Son of God. That was not God. That was not Christ. That was the soul of the man, the lamb that gave his life for you and me as he was led by the Christ on the inside of him to go to the cross. So it was a man, not God, not Christ, not the son, a man, the son of David, gave his life on the cross for you and I. That is called incorruptible seed. Once you believe truth, now you're eligible to be born again of incorruptible seed. But once you've been born again of incorruptible seed, now as a pastor, it's my job to teach you. Now you got to do your part. Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. These things shall be added unto you. Now that we see that there are two seeds that lead to two foundations of salvation. The Bible is saying the same thing over and over again. Matthew 7. He says, Enter ye up the straight gate. For wide is the gate, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. That's corruptible seed. When you've been born again, believing that one, two, or three of these categories, now you entered into the broad and wide gate of religions. That's why there are over 600 denominations that come out of the church, the Catholic Church. There are many denominations that confess the same thing. Jesus was God, or Jesus was the Son of God, or Jesus was all Son, God, man. But if that salvation does not begin at the foundation, as Peter said in Acts 2.22, then we've entered into 
the broad and wide gate. Matthew 7, 13, enter ye at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Many there be which go in there at religions. That's why Proverbs said, there's a way unto man that seems righteous unto him, but in the end, there are the ways of destructions. Matthew 7, 14, because straight is the gate, narrow is the way <clears throat> which leadeth to life, and few there be that find it. You have to be looking for the straight and narrow gate. But in order to be looking for something, you must realize you're lost. That's why Paul said, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that don't believe, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, which is shine unto them, Okay, so therefore the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, the apostles' doctrine, begin, Jesus was a man. That's where the beginning is. Now, Matthew 7 and 15, he says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they're ravening wolves. What does that mean? These are preachers, pastors, elders, bishops, and priests that are teaching you Jesus was God or Jesus was the son of God. I too was taught this lie. And therefore, when I was baptized into destruction, the broad and wide way, you're caught in a web. You've given the spirit of error where your mind is blocked by the capital S spirit of Christ. That's why Romans 8 said, if you have not the spirit of Christ, you're none of his. Christianity is taught Romans 10 and 9. That if thou, let's look at that. Romans 10 and 9, that's the foundation of the spirit of error. Romans 10 and 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But Christianity says changes one word. If it changes one word and many scriptures of the Bible changes one word and it changes the whole scripture. Now, Paul says in Romans 10 and 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus shall believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. There's a continuation. But Christianity says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, thou art saved. You feel with the Holy Spirit and you saved, you sealed. That makes you stop seeking. That's why it's error. The Bible said, thou shalt be saved. There's a continuation of salvation. Matthew 24, 13 said, he that endures to the end shall be saved. Christianity makes you stop. That's why most Christians sometimes go to Bible study, sometimes go to Sunday school, sometimes go to church. They've stopped and got comfortable. So they stopped growing. The Bible says, be content in whatever state you're in. Christianity makes you comfortable where you get your own personal seat in your church, you get your career, you make your money, you got your 401k, you pay your tithes and offerings, which is error. There's no more tithes and offerings. That's a lie. There's two ways to tithe. There's two of everything. Because the priesthood had been changed from the Levitical priesthood to the Melchizedek priesthood. And Melchizedek, received tithe from Abraham, where Abraham gave a tenth. 
and then another tenth, but you never see any offerings. And Melchizedek first blessed Abraham first. Then Abraham gave what he purposed in his heart, which was 20% at 10% intervals, a tenth of all. That's what he purposed in his heart. Abraham made a covenant with God, said, as you, you find that with Jacob, made a vow to God. The first way to tithe is God commanding man to give 10% of your earnings to the Levitical priesthood. The new covenant, which was first in the ways to tithe, is what you purpose in your heart. You make a vow with God. Lord, if you bless me with a home, cars, things, lands, I will give you 5% of all. Consistently, I will give you 10% of all or 15% of all. It's what you purpose in your heart. There's a two ways to tithe. So you could see in Romans 10 and 10, for with the heart men believe it unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So in the true salvation of incorruptible seed, there's a continuation to get saved. You have an understanding that you're not saved right away, right away as Christianity of corruptible seed teaches you that you save right away. That is a lie. And when you baptize into this, you get the spirit of iniquity, which is crooked. So we showed you in Romans 10 and 9, the foundation of Christianity is the Ten Commandments. There are two laws, the laws of grace and mercy and the law of Moses. Christianity, check it out for yourself, is thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. The new covenant of incorruptible seed is thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as you love yourself. So there's a whole, there's two different foundations. Let's go back to Romans, uh, Matthew 10, uh, 7 and uh, 16. You shall know them by their fruits. He's telling you, beware of false prophets that teach this corruptible seed. Beware, which come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they're raveling wolves. They're preaching when you're teaching corruptible seed, you're in the carnal mind. You're in the old man. There is no salvation in the old man that is to be like God or Christ-like. True salvation of incorruptible seed is Christ in you, the hope of glory. No longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. That's why me as a pastor, I'm commanded to tell you. Now you have to do your part. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. These things of the kingdom of God, this side, will be added unto you. But yet when you baptize of corruptible seed, you baptize into the kingdoms of this world. And all the things that you get and gain, your careers, your monies, your lives, and your wealth, once you hear the truth of the word of God and God chooses you, now you have to be chose. And then you have to choose God because Everything you gained on this side, you got to give it up. You can't bring your stuff, corruptible, filthy lucre, into this kingdom. That's when, as the Jews are, God's chosen people. But they don't choose God because they refuse to accept the Son of God. 
And all through the Bible, the God telling you when you serve my son, you're serving me. So therefore, that's why there are two salvations, one of the spirit of error, one of the spirit of truth. And you find the spirit of error and the spirit of truth in 1 John 4, where it says, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit with the spirit to see if it is of God. 717, even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Notice he's showing you the Bible is alluded to two different ways, two different everything, two trees. 18, a good tree cannot bear good fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down, cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. You've been listening to Pastor Andre of Truth Ministries. I thank God that you joined us today. Join us every Sunday here at WCKG 1530 AM on Facebook.com. Search WCKG and check us out on our website, on our Facebook page, Truth Ministries. Until next time, be blessed.